0: I'm lucky to be an aspiring xenomusicologist. I jump over to other planets and dimensions in search of sounds, songs, stories, and instruments never before seen here on this big blue dot we call home. Recently, I've been fascinated with the outer edge of the Saraswati Galactic Supercluster. I heard the planet Joom is around there. Joom is a blue planet known for its vast 50 kilometer deep oceans and lush island jungles. Its oceans are full of life forms scientists are eager to study. I really wanted to check out the singing glowing bugs that make up the twinkling bioluminescent beaches. Most evenings, you can look up and see the brilliant spiral galaxy, Catella, blanketing the night sky from horizon to horizon. Obviously, I couldn't go another day without checking out the mysterious June. Nice. The singing beach was actually more magical than I had even imagined. It sounded like a soul-expanding symphony of angelic voices. I noticed a light moving out of the dense leafy vegetation on the beach's edge. A mesmerizing creature floated toward me.
1: Wow, you must have come a long way. For some reason I felt like I needed to come out to the beach tonight. And well, here you are. And you came from so far away. I guess you came to hear my story. I've never actually told all of it to anyone yet. So, you'll be the first. And before we get started, there's a couple things I should tell you. This is a full-spectrum musical experience. It's really best on a bigger screen with speakers that have bass. I guess headphones work okay, too, though. Diving for Light is also a magical bass dance album. There's actually a song for each chapter of my story. You can stream it on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and whatever other stuff you guys use over there on Earth. High definition is available for this video, so turn that on to make sure you're getting the highest quality. Oh, and captions are available if I talk too fast or whatever. (laughs) Just get comfy, take a deep breath, and tune in. Okay, I feel like we're ready now. So, yeah, it all started a while ago before I got this huge ass car. Growing up, I always felt different. I wanted to go on adventures into the deep unknown and explore and just see what's out there, you know? I always thought it'd be awesome to go to the furthest stars and make friends there and check out their awesome new music and dance moves. (laughs) Yeah, I could share mine too, cause I'm not going to lie, they'd be like, what? (laughs) Yeah, and they'd have like totally new foods and new medicines. I could bring them back here too. It could help a lot of people. And yeah, I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Just another galactic tourist taking and taking, but not giving anything back. But no. I I would even bring some of our awesome foods and medicines to their planet. We'd share, you know, it'd be good for everyone. And, like I said, I'll share some of my secret dance moves too. Believe it or not, I consider them a very powerful medicine. I knew I could get there by flying, actually. Using special wings. I could have grown from my own DNA. But, I always felt ashamed of wanting to fly. I really just kept it a secret all to myself, for so long. I don't know, people around here really just look down on that kind of stuff, you know? But, but who cares what people will think, right? I just, kind of didn't want to deal with it I already stand out enough because of my whole vibe (laughs) but at the same time I would literally rather die if I can't fly Ugh. (laughs) I remember them saying that wanting to fly was like an animal just following its wild instincts not thinking rationally you know So, basically they said it wasn't smart, it's dangerous, and we've evolved beyond all that, or whatever. They made fun of me too, like I was wrong for just existing. And on some deep level, I felt like it was my fault. Why was I born with this curse? Sorry? Maybe life would be easier if I just played nice and controlled my dangerous, wild instincts. Ugh, honestly, that's how they made me feel. It was hard to deal with. To feel better, I usually just spent time with my VoidLink. A VoidLink is a device we all use to share, learn, communicate, and other stuff that would be hard for me to explain to you. Sorry, I wish I could. It basically uses the void between two atoms to communicate faster than light. Pretty sweet, right? If I need an answer to something I don't know, or want to talk to someone, I can just pull up my void link. I always had mine on. I mainly used it to talk to my best friend, Waia. She lived on the other side of June. I felt like she was one of the only people I could relate to. I always hoped that one day we could both get wings and fly together, but... She always tried to change the subject. I never wanted to push her on it though. I figured she would change her mind after seeing me fly. On her side of June, it always seemed like life was better. I wish I lived there. Waia always seemed to be having more fun than me too. I always thought that maybe that's why she didn't care for having wings parents always said, it's just a phase that I was going through and just like everybody else, I'd end up working on that big stupid photonic field compressor. What's that? Um, yeah, it's kind of like the biggest project in our history and our whole planet is working on it for, I don't know, like the last 100 years or so. We've been building a massive big-ass, giant, mega-superstructure thingy to surround one of our stars and capture its energy. And then that thing is gonna power a death-prevention device? It's basically like an immortality machine. So, they say once it's running, then nobody ever dies. Ever again. Yay! (laughs) Whatever. It's all kind of dumb. I mean... I know I'm supposed to care about it and stuff, but I really don't care. Like, at all. I don't want to live forever if I can't dance to my own beat. So as soon as I was able to, I got the upgrade I always dreamed of, my wings. I love them. But like I said, not everyone does. On top of them saying they're dangerous, They're also seen as a waste of time because you don't use them for work or being productive or blah blah blah. But for me, there's way more to life than just work and checking stuff off a list and doing what everyone says you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, I get it's important. And we all have to work together and nobody is more important than everybody but a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. No matter what planet she's on, you know? The next day after getting my wings, I flew for the very first time. It was the most magnificent feeling. Better than I'd even imagined, actually. Oh my goddess. Seriously, I mean, every cell in my body surged with joy. I flew above the clouds and was soon soaring over the oceans. I looked down and could see dots of volcanoes strung like a string of pearls across the deep blue below. I zoomed up even higher and was just gliding along the edge of the atmosphere like I'd done it a million times before. Oh, and the clouds were beautiful, just swirling below my feet. And then before I knew it, I was in space. I could feel my body adjusting to the new environment and soothing, cozy warmth bathed me from head to toe. I broke the bonds of June's gravity hold on me and it felt like letting go of a heavy weight. Yeah, so much lighter now. June was getting smaller now too. I could almost reach out and give her a big hug. Thank you, Mama June. You're such a good mama to us, always giving and nourishing us. You're the best. I think you're the most beautiful planet in the whole universe. Oh, and those curves. Mm, she looked so pretty. <laughs> Next, I set my course towards our sister planet, named Mayama. And I did a backwards flyby past it. Oh yeah. It was pretty awesome. I should have recorded it, but I was just so deep into the experience. Oh, and I could see the immortality machine they were working on. Like, way off into the distance. Stretched off into the deep expanse of space and disappeared into infinity. I'm sure some of them on there saw my next level flyby moves. <laughs> next, I swirled and twirled all the way around our star and then all the way back again. I loved it. And I felt an overwhelming feeling of really, really being home for the first time. Something deep inside me screamed with joy. I'm born for this. I'm just made for it. I didn't even know how much time flew by. Could have been minutes? Hours? Days? I don't know. (laughs) Time didn't even seem to exist. It was all just so incredibly freeing. It's hard to use words to even describe it at all. You know, it felt like the most beautiful and the most true thing I've ever done. Ever, (laughs) yeah. Everyone working out there on the big stupid thingy saw me for sure. Huh? Yeah, the photonic field compressor, blah, blah. Yeah, they had to have seen me. They must have loved it. I bet it brightened up their ultra boring day. So, I guess I wasn't the only one that got something out of it. <laughs> Pretty soon, I knew I was going to feel my void link going off with all the incoming messages. I can already hear him saying, Yizza, you're a true natural. So inspiring. Amazing, Yiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. I'll show you all about it. Maybe even teach you a thing or two. <laughs> You'll see. I found the reality was pretty much the opposite of my expectations. There was no welcome party, um, whatsoever. I wondered, where is everybody? Only my best friend, Waia was there to greet me. I was happy to see her. I asked her, hey, what do you think? But this is hard for me to say. She wouldn't even look me in the eyes. She was just like, I'm sorry, I can't be friends with you anymore. And then she turned around and walked away. Ugh, my stomach felt all tangled up. I felt sick. I tried to think of something to say back to her, but I felt so awkward. All I could do was cry. I really thought everyone would love it. Honestly, I did. Why do I always get my hopes up? I felt like... I guess I'm such a fail sometimes. It started raining hard. Nice. How fitting, even the sky is crying, I thought to myself... Later, while walking home, a few actually complimented me as I walked by, but they whispered, trying to be all quiet. Molino said it was the best part of his day, and someone else told me I loved your flying. But, of course, they didn't want to be overheard saying that. (laughs) Goddess forbid people think you're weird. Um, yeah not quite the grand welcome I was expecting. I walked the long way home, it was getting late, I saw more people, and they looked at me like I had some kind of disease. Yeah, I might. It's called being awesome. (laughs) Looks like you're not infected. (laughs) But seriously, the look in their eyes made me want to throw up, and I was thinking, Is this how it's gonna be every day now? I can't live like this. No way. I guess I'll just have to get used to it or something. (sighs) Getting back home was no better. My father shouted at me before I was even in the door. Yaziza! How could you do something so irresponsible and wasteful? That disgusting flying thing you did made our whole family look bad. He was glaring at me so hard. Then my mom jumped in. She was like, you always think you're so special. What did you think would happen if everyone just danced in the sky as they pleased? I felt a tight pressure building in me. I felt like I was going to burst. I wanted to start shouting, but I held myself back. Then she said, nobody would get anything done. It's a waste of time. I don't like it, nobody likes it. Those silly little wings are distracting from important things that actually matter. Yeah, okay, whatever. father went on to tell me I was making such a big deal out of this flying thing and said maybe I was acting unrealistic. I was like, huh? Really? Okay, so you think I'm crazy. Why don't you just say it? We went back and forth for a while. At one point I screamed so loud I almost felt blood in my throat. I felt so unheard and angry. My insides were burning, seriously. A storm raged inside me, complete with crackling thunder and lightning. I was so hurt, I could hear the sound of my soul screaming as it echoed off a distant mountainside. I've been trying to work on being more patient with people and understand their side, but it's so hard sometimes. It seems... I always ended up arguing with them. I'm never good enough for anyone just how I am. People are just so clueless sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. can you can you turn that microphone off for a minute, please? <sighs> Sorry. I I just had to get my thoughts together. It's like, still hard to talk about. (sighs) So, I was saying, being surrounded by my family, I never felt so alone. I didn't want to be home. Not that it ever felt like home to me. I left the house to get some space hopefully try to gather what was left of my shattered self. I headed to my favorite sitting spot. I knew nobody would be there. After walking through a dense part of the jungle, I could see a clearing ahead. It opened up into the star-filled sky. Near the edge, I could see the giant leaves of a humming tree and hear its subtle, soothing hum. When I smelled the grass and sweet flowers, it relaxed me. I laid down in the cool, wet ground and gazed up into the sky. It was nice to be alone and not have anyone staring at me like I was some kind of freak. The stars seemed. I couldn't tell if it was because of the clouds or just from my crying. My galaxy friend twirled overhead, and her magical light filled the sky. She always made me feel at home, wherever I could see her. Actually, kind of the same feeling I got while flying. Her shimmering lights and swirls called out to me like a secret message being beamed to me. I've tried, but I can't put it into words. But I could feel it for sure. I whispered back to her, I feel so lost and alone right now. Maybe I'm supposed to get rid of these wings and work on the blah blah machine. (laughs) Life would sure be easier. Yeah... maybe... I'm crazy? Or actually... maybe they're the crazy ones. After laying under the humming tree for a while, I felt calm and sure of what I needed to do. I stood up and looked at my spinning galactic friend. I aimed for a blank patch of sky with no visible stars that was just above one of her spiral arms. I heard the sound of my wings chirping and purring as they activated. My heart beat faster as I floated up. I took a deep breath and a spine-tingling leap of faith as I surrendered to the surge of sheer acceleration and rocketed upwards into the deep unknown. Billions of colors and lights filled my vision as the silky fabric of space-time gushed open, making a stream for me to fly through. I smiled as I watched countless stars, whizz by at dizzying speeds. Ahead of me, bright twin lights flashed. I rushed towards them and I sang as I spiral-dived into double supernovas. I thanked them for generously giving their lives to create elements that life can use. I was flipping and skipping, up and down galactic superclusters. They looked like an endless web of dots. And each shimmering dot was an entire galaxy, a point of magic, pregnant with possibilities. All around me, stars surfed the density waves of their galaxy. Oh, yeah. And those waves, booty-slapping clouds of gas, waking them up from their deep, sleepy slumber, saying, hey, babe, wake up. We got some stars and planets to make today. Soon life will be celebrating on you. So, wake up, okay? Next, I was tiptoeing on nebulas. It's easy when they're just little gas bubbles at your feet. I raced a comet as it dashed by newborn stars, peeking out from their dusty wombs. I won, of course. Slow little fellow. <laughs> I was popping and locking inside gravity storms of an event horizon and gliding on gas giant's rings. I never felt joy like that. My inner goddess was hula hooping with a ring of pure bliss. Sweet drops of endorphins became rushing rivers of pleasure. My whole body became alive. Every nerve ending was singing. Oh my goddess. Have you ever flown inside a dream? It felt like that, but beyond all imagination. I knew I was meant for this. Every time I fly, it just feels like kept inviting me to fly further and further i sailed a scorching blue star's solar winds into the far-flung wilderness of an elliptical galaxy i saw plants creating ways to turn their stars energy into food i love plants i wish i could do that they're so creative i saw the famous fire jumping fish on the moons of ulo in the adventurous asteroid-surfing creatures in every star system in the Saraswati cluster. Next, I glided by a pretty planet proudly adorning herself with a rainbow of sweet-smelling flowers, inviting all insects to come dance in her sky. Looking good, babe. I'll dance in your sky any day. Life was literally everywhere land creatures, ocean creatures, flying creatures, plants, fungi, forests, flowers, and on and on. Somehow, it found ways to exist in places I never learned about. It was all more beautiful than anything I'd ever imagined. I felt humbled and incredibly lucky to be able to experience it all so intimately. My heart felt so light and thankful. What a gift. To be honest, I almost didn't feel worthy for such a gift. What was I supposed to make of all of it? It felt like I was being shown something, but what? From what I could see, The whole universe was ablaze with cosmic creativity. I remembered in my Her Story class learning how all life is the result of a long and complex process of creativity. First, there was nothing, and then the sparkle blast happened. I think you guys call it the Big Bang, which is kind of dumb because it wasn't big and there were no ears to hear sound. Besides, i like sparkle blast better so yeah the sparkle blast created all these cute little atoms and then those atoms created stars those stars created planets that created life that created me and you and on top of that what we're creating too so much creativity but for sure lots of destruction too Better not get too close to those supernovas again. I feel like, if stars could talk, they'd be like, oh, no big deal, let me just create all the elements for life from my fiery womb. As I was realizing all this, I noticed a small creature nearby, leaving its comfortable, watery home to go and venture on dry land for the first time. Probably following this strong inner feeling to explore. To go where no ocean creature buggy thing has ever gone before. (laughs) The little rebel. My heart went out to it. I know that feeling. You just have to follow it. I saw it putting one brave little leg in front of the other. Step by step. Oh yeah. And I bet when it went back to its family in the water, they didn't like it at all. They probably shamed him so hard. They were definitely not cool with his little journey into the dry, sandy wild. (laughs) Little weirdo. I feel you, buddy. Well, thank goddess to that little creature that first explored land on June, or I wouldn't be here. While looking at that creature, I realized that my flying, dancing, and singing is a way in which the universe creatively expresses itself. Like, if you could stand outside our universe and go, hmm, what does this universe make? You would see me in here and be like, oh, one of the wonderful things it makes is a beautiful being named Yaziza. I guess my wild, freaky nature is really one of the ways the universe expresses its wild freakiness. I am the universe expressing its creativity. And you know what I noticed too? Some beings aren't comfortable with creating, so they try to make others feel weird for doing it. Ugh, I remember that nasty look they all gave me after I flew for the first time. Like I was just wrong for existing. Oh, sorry. You don't like the wild universe expressing itself? Yeah, well, sorry, but, mm, not sorry. (laughs) This universe wants to create, wants to dance and sing, and I'm not gonna stop because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Evolve with me, buddy. And you should thank that wild little curious creature that rebelled against what was supposed to be normal for him and explored beyond his ocean home. If it didn't do that, well, you wouldn't be here. Sorry, is all this too much too fast? Too much blah blah creativity? Blah blah sparkle blast? Does it make sense? You know, like the big picture? It's probably harder to see if you've only been on the surface of your planet. I promise, when you can see it from up there, it's so obvious. I wonder if you can notice the big picture right now. Can you feel that creative feeling in you? To do, to be, to make, to explore, to dance, to sing, to create and create? Yeah, that's just the universe itself wanting to create and express itself. No big deal. So, yeah, all this was a lot to take in. I needed to rest. A multicolored cloudy planet arose into my view, a couple star systems over, and I felt really drawn to it. My scan confirmed the conditions were life-sustaining for me and mentioned floating creatures that sail in the clouds like majestic wind sharks, sky jellies, and whole pods of wind whales that munch on the spores floating in the atmosphere. I gathered myself as I descended through the clouds into the dense mists below. I remember really feeling like, I have to share this. They need to know about all this back on June. So I turned on my void link to upload and share the experience. All I could think was, Ooh, hello Void Link. I missed you so much. I was so distracted. And a shadow was behind me, growing bigger and bigger and bigger and I found out later that being distracted in Windshark territory was really dumb. Like, not normal dumb, but a supernova of dumb. I didn't know that, but yeah, what was I thinking? I guess I wasn't. I can't believe I got so distracted, but I couldn't help myself, it's just so enticing. And I always worried, like, what if I missed something amazing, or people don't see my new eye color? Nice, Yaziza. Yeah, I know. I know. As I drifted down into the misty clouds, blood gushed out of the huge open wound from the wind shark bite. It went all the way from the outer edge of my wing and through my chest and the entire side of my face. I fell into unconsciousness. I don't remember anything after that. Later, I woke up in a foggy dull haze. I couldn't see anything, and I felt throbbing sharp stabs of pain on my entire side and on my face. My throat was dry. I tried to breathe, but I choked. Something was stuck in my throat. Maybe it was blood? I could only make out fuzzy shapes of light and dark. I heard a deep chanting sound off in the distance. It sounded like a powerful rushing wind singing low tones. There must have been some type of chirping bugs nearby too. My ears picked up on their high frequencies and I could hear their chirps pitching up and down. I felt a cool, dry breeze. Images of being attacked by something started flooding my vision. I really, really hoped it was all just some nightmare. I could barely move or talk. I heard some voices nearby. I called out to them. Where am I? Who are you? What happened? A stern voice answered me. You're lucky you landed where you did. And before dark, too. That area is full of Draculus plants. The average one comes up to your shoulders. They're also nocturnal and can sense motion. They devour anything that moves with their powerful jaws that snap shut. Last week, someone got their foot devoured. They deserved it, if you ask me. He didn't sound welcoming. I don't know why, but he just came off really intense all of a sudden I wasn't ready for it I was hoping maybe they would be accepting of me here or at least not shame me for having wings and you know being Yaziza, basically all right when can I leave this planet I was thinking to myself all I could say was can you tell me where I am thankfully another voice broke in This one's softer, but lower... and... friendlier. My name is Besham, and you're on MB 0751. Or, as we call it here, Palomar. This place is listed as one of those dead planets. I haven't the wildest idea of what pulled you over here. I doubt you're here on purpose. I'm sure you probably heard our Bion Pulse. He knelt down and turned off some strange device that had hovered over me i think it had helped stop the bleeding my vision was slowly fading back in i was in a large domed room besham was tall he had deep brown skin with sand colored curvy stripes it looked like there were orange flowers growing in his hair he reassured me i was going to be okay stretching to the horizon, broken up by rock formations, and in the sky, there were waves of colorful rolling clouds on top of clouds on top of clouds. Whoa, where did clouds like that come from? I was thinking. This place is so strange and dry. For some reason, my first impression was, uh, no, and also no, followed by... Mmm, no. (laughs) I didn't like it. Maybe I just needed some rest. I missed the soft, warm, misty breezes on June and all the lush green plants. I wondered to myself, how am I ever going to get back there? But, do I even want to? I noticed Besham was looking at me with a concerned look on his face, waiting for my reply. He must have thought I had some type of brain damage, too. I answered, pulse? No, um, well, it all happened so fast. I, um, the the wind shark. Oh, yes, yes, one got you pretty good. Here, have a look, he said. He handed me a tall oval mirror. I held it up to my face and didn't recognize the mutilated creature looking back at me. A shiver ran through me. It was really bad. A vicious deep gash ran through my body, my face, my wings, and through my eyes. I was like, how am I alive? And how am I supposed to live like this? Maybe I'm just better dead? Ugh, perfect. Just wonderful. You know, they thought the wings were gross, but now I'm officially repulsive. That was all I could think. I cried harder than I've ever cried before. I handed Besham back the mirror that I never wanted to see again. This had to be one of the worst moments of my entire life, I moaned to myself. Maybe this was a sign I wasn't actually supposed to fly, but it had seemed so clear, like, but wait, I was meant to. I was born for it, or no, but (sighs) honestly, I couldn't even think straight, and at the same time, my inner goddess was saying, everything is gonna be fine, maybe you're here for a reason, don't worry, it'll be okay, it didn't really help, (sighs) honestly, all I could do was cry and cry, After a while, they left the room, after sitting there patiently while I lied on the floor and cried for a billion years. I sat up to gather my mutilated and monstrous self. I just felt like life would never be the same. All I could think was, I look horrible. I just, life is never going to be the same. Is it even worth living? Adjusting to a new planet was hard at first. I had to deal with my insane and horrendous injury. Sometimes sand would get inside it and it would hurt so bad. It started to heal but so slowly. And my void link was totally broken from the wind shark incident. It wouldn't even turn on at all. My heart skipped a beat once when I thought it was turning on but, false alarm. I started a habit of just gazing at the clouds for hours, watching them stretch into new shapes. Oh, and I missed June too. I just wished I could connect and see what was going on there, and at least let people know I was okay. Well, kind of okay. I started to get used to life on Palomar, even though it was really different than June. it had its own funky vibe over the coming months i learned everyone living there was a lively group of runaways rebels misfits and rule breakers who just like me didn't fit in anywhere and found a new home here how did we all end up in the same place i wondered maybe some type of gravity that instruments can't measure I was warming up to the idea that maybe I actually was there for some reason I wasn't aware of yet. The entire planet was mostly desert. In every direction, giant sand dunes reached for the horizon. Above, multicolored clouds moved in spirals and waves. The contrast between the sky and the ground was awesome. The sunsets were more beautiful than I ever imagined a sunset could be. And the sand dunes hummed and sang as the strong winds blew over them. I came to take pleasure in their soothing sounds, the same ones I heard when I first arrived. Even though it was really dry, the deserts held some surprises. My favorite were the small groups of tall cactuses you could find everywhere. They looked like they were made of geometric shapes. When you stand in front of the cactus, they actually mirror any pose you make. You can leave messages for people, or practical jokes. Definitely lots of jokes. Just use your imagination. <laughs> I quickly made friends with Vion and Olo. They always kept me in a good mood. They were born as identical twins, and they were tall and slender. They like to change their skin pattern every time you saw them, so you can never tell who is who. (laughs) Sometimes one was covered in orange and white stripes, and the other had lots of dots. Other times, one was solid white, the other black. I was kind of jealous of the freedom they had with their appearance, you know? Even for me, that's a stretch. I like my green skin. I might seem adventurous, but I've never changed my skin color. How could I learn to be that free with my expression? Hey, what would your friends on earth think of changing their skin to whatever they feel like that day? Many spent their afternoons cloud surfing, riding their breeze boards, and catching the next big wind gusts blowing in. Cloud surfing is so much fun. weren't cloud surfing, they were in their imported reality immersion rigs. They called them I-Rigs for short. They could realistically simulate any environment or experience. They were amazing actually. I got to go to the center of the sparkle blast and watch it all unfold. I saw the atoms collaborating together to form molecules and those teaming up together to make stars and gases On and on, and all that creativity. Early on, I spent a lot of time in an iRig playing games, learning and exploring. Oh, and there was this one where I could practice my hula hooping and really, really dial it in. I spent so much time in there, though. (laughs) One time I was in there for a few days just exploring and hula hooping, and... I'm not proud to say this. I totally forgot to eat or drink. At all. They had to pull me away. Yeah, not one of my best moments. (laughs) It kind of sucked because my injury stopped healing after that, even though it had been healing up just fine. Now, I've still got this crazy scar. They told me nobody ever seriously got hurt from it, but just between me and you... I swear, I think some people died. Like, before I was there. I think it was some kind of secret or something. After that, a few loved their zuz. Hm? Yeah, z-u-z-z. Zuz. It's one of the most powerful medicinal plants in this entire galactic cluster. Its fibrous roots contain psychoactive alkaloids, which induce a multi-day trip that delivers some amazing healing benefits with no side effects. They gave me some when I first arrived to help heal with some of the trauma from my wind shark bite injury. It helped a lot actually. I'm really thankful for Zuz. It always holds a special place in my heart for that reason. But many forget, it's a medicine. Maxil loved it most. He was one of the most generous souls I'd ever met. He was short with a strong, round body. He had four arms and four eyes to see and feel in all directions at the same time. Maxil always brought us yummy Najna fruits while we were surfing or eye rigging. He always seemed to be thinking of ways to help others. Oh, and he's one of the most talented bog root players in his planetary system. He said he rocked big and rocked every day, whatever that means. I think he played a lot of big shows or something. I don't know. I remember Maxwell once said, I make the most amazing and most epic and amazetastic super blasting riffs, but only when I have some zuzz around. He sounded a bit distant. Palomar has enough zuzz for a whole populated planet. So when he made it to Palomar, it was like a match made in heaven or A few times I woke up in the cold night to the sound of him hacking and coughing out his lungs. I wanted to help. I was thinking, like, why would you intentionally do that? I don't know. I guess I didn't understand. I wanted to connect with Maxel more and even learn to play bha I really wanted to learn. But... He was always so. Zuzzed out, so. Yeah, that didn't happen. I wanted to help Maxel, but. Obviously, I failed at that. I tried asking him Wouldn't it be awesome if you could play your best bog root anytime and anywhere and not be limited by needing Zuzz? He looked at me in a way that said, I'm gonna play bog root on your face if you ask me that again. I was beginning to doubt whether I was there for a reason. Why am I so bad at helping people? I spent a lot of time cloud surfing. I was able to get kind of awesome at it because I had some help. My closest friend was Inna. She was a really good cloud surfer, always placing in the top three in the competitions. She helped me a lot by giving me her best cloud surfing cheat codes. And she had the coolest looking breeze board. Later, she told me she had painted it herself. Inna taught me how to surf upside down and spiral swing. I think she was totally self-taught because I never saw anyone else do that move. She was so nice for teaching me. We always laughed a lot too. I wish Anna didn't worry so much though. Like in the mornings, she was usually anxious about what the wind gusts were going to be that day. Were they going to be blowing from the east or west? Or she didn't like east winds. I don't know why. Anna was always nervous thinking she was going to fall off her breeze board again and eat sand (laughs) yeah the sand here isn't really tasty uh I guess it's not anywhere though (laughs) sorry that was kind of a bad joke I guess we all have our own imperfections and things we need to work on or whatever when I looked at myself anyone could say I was just an easily distracted young creature with no home that wanted to waste time dancing in the sky. Maybe I was one of the worst of the whole bunch. <laughs> I for sure felt like I wasn't a fully functioning Yaziza unless I had my void link. I was getting used to being without it, but I missed it. I just felt kind of incomplete without it, you know? At the end of the day though, living on Palomar was more easygoing than back home. Even though I didn't know why yet, I felt like I was there for some reason now. And it was really laid back and stress free, but after a while, kind of boring. I was wondering, what's next? Why am I feeling so restless? I started to have trouble sleeping after living on Palomar for a while. I would be up before daybreak and couldn't get back to sleep. One really chilly morning, I woke up to a gloomy gray sky. Deserts can get really cold at night. Like, nothing should get that cold. Seriously. I felt strange. There was a tight feeling closing in and surrounding me. It was harder to breathe. It seemed like I was being trapped in a giant cage and its doors were slowly closing. I felt really tense. I needed something different. I couldn't tell what, but I felt something had to change. When I looked at my new friends, they always seemed content, but nobody woke up really, Really excited for the day. You know, I don't want to just go through the motions in my life. Maybe that's why I felt caged in. So at breakfast, I spoke with Inna, who was anxiously checking the daily wind reports and gazing out the window at the clouds. Her four ponytails on her head made a shape against the morning sky that was kind of strange, but also cute. She had such a great sense of style. I said, so this is it? We just stay here and cloud surf and sit in an iRig all day? Hey, don't get me wrong, those are great, but doesn't anyone ever feel like experiencing Exploring some other planets, or creating something new? Without turning away from the window, Inna replied, Nah, that all just sounds like work. And, I don't know about going to a new planet, it makes me nervous just thinking about it. Plus, I think I just figured out that if I check the wind reports every few minutes, then I won't miss a single spiral gust. And, things are easy here. Why do all that when you can surf the best gusts in the galaxy, right here? Yeah, she was right about that. The cloud surfing conditions were the best I've seen on any planet. So, I replied back, what if there's even more awesome ones out there? Or even new things, just as fun as cloud surfing. But... She just rolled her eyes, looked at me sorrowfully, and patted me on the head like a small child. Nice. She reassured me, if, if eventually you'll let go of this nagging desire for adventure, it must be stressful to always be wanting to explore and stuff. Just relax, take it easy, We're giving
0: off some toxic energy this is a... Uh...
1: I noticed the Cajun feeling was now gone and had moved to my stomach, where it now felt like a storm building in me, about to burst. I could just imagine crackling thunder and lightning exploding from my body. In a weird way, that would have felt good. Why are some people so scared of doing something new? Something different. To me, it would actually be harder to live with that caged-in feeling than it would be to do something new. I hoped some of the others would understand. Throughout the day, I asked the same thing to other friends I ran into. They were saying, It's too hard. I need more time before I'm ready. I'm not good at trying new things. I always suck at first. I feel bored when I'm not in my eye. Rig. Maybe one day when I feel like it, not today. You're just stressing out, Yazizah. Just relax. You need some zuzz. <laughs> uh alrighty. Classic Maxel there. <laughs> seemed like everyone had an excuse ready behind the words they all sounded the same to me though again i was thinking like okay why am i here that storm i felt earlier now crackled with thunder i wanted to scream to let out the thundering pressure but i left to get some space before i said anything that I probably regret later. I started walking away when someone tugged at the bottom of my left wing. It was Laru. It said, "Yiz, I want to explore." Laru's body was a deep purple, curvy, shifting, liquid-like shape that floated in midair. Being the smallest and shyest in the group. It was one of the last ones expected to leave on any adventures. I'm ready for something new. I'll give up my comfortables to go with you, it continued. I felt better. Thank you, Laru. I don't know what I would have done without you that day. We spent the rest of the day planning our first adventure. We both agreed on doing a deep desert vision quest lake, all the way to the other side of the planet. That night, I could barely sleep from the excitement I felt. My inner storm had turned into a bright, sunny summer day. As I drifted off to dreamland, all I could think was, I can't wait till tomorrow. days pushing our cloud surfing skills to the furthest limits. Laru could do moves I didn't even know were possible because of its ability to shapeshift, like being on both sides of the breeze board at the same time. This allowed it to spin and go way faster than I even thought possible. I pushed myself beyond my limits and I discovered I could hula hoop and cloud surf at the same time. It was awesome. During a break from surfing one of the best gusts ever, we stood on the sand and looked up. We noticed something super interesting about the clouds we just surfed through. We both stood shoulder to shoulder as we gazed at the curvy, crisp spiral lines carved into the clouds. We both turned to each other, wide-eyed, and shouted at the same time, Cloud Sculpting! We started cloud sculpting every day. As the days went on, few others joined Laru and I. Anyone who saw it couldn't ignore the mystical new cloud shapes that seemed to follow our wake. And they wanted to get the secret cloud sculpting cheat codes. One late afternoon, our group stood shoulder to shoulder Overlooking the endless rolling sand dunes and taking in the full spectrum, kaleidoscopic beauty of a Palomar sunset. Brilliant colors splashed across the entire sky. Clouds danced proudly, showing off their colorful clothes. I love watching the clouds shape shift as they try out different shapes. They're like, oh, check out this face I'm making. Oh, now I'm an animal. Now I'm a flower. Besham looked at me, his burning brown eyes looking surreal as they reflected the colorful sky. He asked how we invented cloud sculpting. It was hard for me to answer. Like, we didn't do it on purpose. I looked over at Laru to see if it had an answer. Laru twisted into a new curvy shape and began talking. Actually, I think the clouds could tell you how we invented cloud sculpting on my home planet We live closely with the clouds and know them. Well, we actually live in the atmosphere instead of on the surface Stories and wisdom about clouds goes back countless generations Clouds are always trying out different shapes stretching past their limits moving when necessary and experimenting with variations of their self-expression never forgetting at their core who they are. We decided to try something different. Together, we stretched past our limits and found something new. The more flexible you are, then the more you can stretch, and the more freedom you have. Try something new. I guess, be like a cloud. He nudged me on the arm like LaRue was making a joke or something but I was like, no, it's serious. And yeah, we also did a lot of resistance diving too. One of the best ways to stretch or try something new is resistance diving. Want to learn how to resistance dive? I asked him. Besham nodded and turned to face me. Also, I could tell a few of the others were listening in on our conversation. I heard Alo say he was heading home because he was afraid of night surfing. The sun had set and it was getting dark now. Resistance diving is actually something I taught myself to help me overcome fear when learning to fly. It's actually super simple. If you feel resistance, you just dive into it. It might feel uncomfortable at first and that's great. Anything new usually feels uncomfortable at first. For me, it was planet ring gliding. I fell off every time at first, but I kept getting back up. You know what's crazy though? Now it's one of the things I'm best at. But yeah, when you're resistance diving, at first, it feels like you're falling, but you're actually diving. You're diving into the depths of your infinite potential. And, the deeper you dive, the higher you fly. Besham struggled with the concept. Yaziza, I'm not good at trying new things or being good at things right away. I'd rather dive into a deep, refreshing June ocean today. The voices in my head are advising me not to do it. Voices, huh? I said. It doesn't have to be the perfect dive on the first try, silly. And as far as those voices go, mm, rebel against those losers. (laughs) If cloud sculpting excites you, then follow your excitement, not your fear. Dive into that deep unknown if that's where your heart says to go. If it's hard at first, then that's even better. Usually I get the most out of my dives that are the most uncomfortable. He smiled wildly at me. After all that sharing, my inner goddess was glowing with delight. One by one, as the days glided by, we kept diving deeper and deeper. Many began discovering new moves new abilities, and unlocking hidden potentials buried deep inside. There were new cloud surfing moves, like skip-stepping side slides, and reverse triple fruit flips. A few braved the incredible heat and ventured into the mouths of the volcano spewing colorful clouds. They carved the clouds directly from their source. The designs they created made me seriously cry, They were that beautiful. Inna discovered that she could surf past the clouds into space, zooming beyond both moons and back. Her body evolved a built-in adaptation that protected her from the hard vacuum of space. Perfect. She never would have known she had the ability if she didn't give resistance diving a try. And to top it off, she felt freer than ever before she told me she no longer felt like she needed to constantly check the wind gust reports to have a good surfing day as more discovered the new powers hidden within others joined in on our resistance diving adventures i still hadn't checked my void link in like forever i wondered what they were up to back home and who was worried about me well after remembering the way they loved my dancing in the sky <laughs> probably nobody and besides, I was having so much fun resistance diving hanging out with my new friends and Beshem and I just was enjoying the space, you know? Soon, I swear half the planet was lit up with next level cloud surfers and sculptors, moon surfers and some even had wind sharks as friends. Um, I love animals, but I'm good on that one, honestly. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I wish you could have been there too. I felt like I finally found the reason why I was there on Palomar. Sometime after this, I had a very meaningful dream that I just couldn't stop thinking about. Everything was dark. I was in the beginning of it all. The infinite womb of the universe, pregnant with possibilities. Out of the nothingness, particles danced their dance of wild expressiveness. Soon, these pretty particles teamed up, working together to create atoms. And then those cute little atoms teamed up and worked together to create shining stars and supernovas graciously giving their lives to create elements. And those adorable elements teamed up, working together to create the very first life. And then those magnificent multicellular beings teamed up to make fungi, animals, and plants. Oh my goddess! Everywhere around me, from the smallest particle to the largest galaxy, I was surrounded by creations that were created because of cosmic collaboration. My eyes opened wide. The dream faded. I gathered myself. Where was I? Who was I? It took me a minute. I was a team of particles named Yaziza. <laughs> Lovely way to start the day. I sat up in my bed and turned to look out the window and gaze in wonder at the colorful cloud-filled sky. Whoa, there was seriously the biggest spiral cloud I'd ever seen. The gusts were super strong, and the colors were vibrant too. Colored bands of clouds swirled and danced around each other. I heard Besham walking by and saying, Great day for some cloud surfing. It almost looked like a big storm was coming. Bolts of powerful lightning sparked up the horizon. Stormy cloud surfing can be dangerous, huh? Oh, for sure. Try it once and you'll see what I mean. For some reason, I felt a little uncomfortable. Was it just too much excitement? Maybe from the feeling that a big storm was on the way. However, on my walk to our morning meetup spot on the nearby sand dunes, I felt something deeper beyond the excitement. I sensed that uncomfy, aged-in feeling creeping up again oh great there's only so long i can avoid that feeling i've tried before but i end up not even being able to sleep or like live with myself my inner goddess starts throwing tantrums she does not like it i wonder where am i being pulled now i liked my new home on palomar i didn't want to leave I actually had some friends that accepted me for who I was. It kind of felt like family, and I finally got used to the drier weather and aggressively cold nights. I had recently turned on my void link after I got it fixed. I hadn't checked it since before my Windshark incident. There were, uh, a few messages on there. I didn't feel like reading them, though, for some reason. Joom seemed to be saying... Hey Yaziza, where are you? I miss you, I need you. Yeah, okay, just give me a little more time or like the rest of my life. (laughs) At lunch, I felt like voicing my feelings to the group. We all sat in a circle facing each other on top of a dune in the valley. We always met there, because there was this one lone tree growing rebelliously out of the desert sand. How did it do that? Seriously? Have you ever seen a tree do that? I guess I shouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. (laughs) The winds were really strong. My wings were getting pushed around by the strong gusts, and the lightning near the horizon was closer, bolder, and brighter. The air was charged with electricity. I struggled to speak. A tightness surrounded my throat. Hmm. Perhaps this is a sign I shouldn't say anything? Things are going so well lately. I became aware I was resisting speaking what I wanted to say. Okay, well, time for a little resistance dive, right? I took a deep breath and just dove into it. The words gushed out. need to go back home maybe we all do I have this feeling that I'm supposed to leave I honestly don't know why and yeah I know I could just stay here but literally I wouldn't be able to sleep and eventually I would get mad and they all just stared at me as if I had come down with a contagious disease oh nice I missed that look maybe I'm just the weird one wherever I go inner replied first no I love it here it's so comfortable and easy the others weren't feeling it either Vion said it's a bad idea to do something without knowing exactly why but I kind of think I felt that feeling too that it's time for a change I've been hoping it was just a phase and would pass soon Larue spoke up people aren't ready for this kind of thing Definitely not on my planet. And I'm surely not the one to guide anyone. I feel you, Laru. I said. I just wanted to talk about what I've been feeling, and at the end of the day, you've got to do what you feel is best. And yeah, I'm in no way a leader of anyone either. Barely myself. (laughs) It might make more sense if I tell you about this dream I had. So, I told him about the inspiring dream that I had that morning. All the teamwork. New levels of the universe emerging because of collaboration. Elements working together to make cellular life, and then multicellular beings teaming up to make us, plants, and fungi. It's like the universe is saying, create together, create together. Some things were beginning to be more clear to me. I could kind of see where the feeling was leading. I continued, What if we go home and get people to work together to elevate our home planet? We can inspire people to work together. We can help others who might feel lost or alone like we were. We can help them cloud surf and fly and create beauty. Maybe that's part of the next level of the universe that wants to emerge. What if? Working together is how the next part of the story unfolds. And we're each a small part of that story. I don't know. Maybe it's crazy. But it seems like there's a pattern in nature here with all the cosmic collaboration. A streak of lightning flashed over our heads.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The sky seemed to agree with me. The group was quiet. They looked at me curiously. None of us wanted to leave our safe, comfortable, secret planet. But deep down, I think we all knew it was time. Inna stood there, wide-eyed, with her four ponytails swinging in the wind. She spoke up. Yeah, that all sounds nice and kind of too science-y for me. But, uh, it's just so nice here. But I have been kind of feeling there's something more out there, but Palomar is,
2: hmm,
1: yeah, maybe it is time for me to go too. Aloe was just standing there frowning. She was shaking her head no and said, there's no way I'm going back to our first planet. People there aren't ready for this. They would laugh and send us away. Palomar is my home, so I'm already here. You guys are crazy. Alo turned around and grabbed her breeze board. She zoomed off towards the lightning. Vion jumped up and chased after her. stop thinking about what happened to Alo. Why did she just bolt like that right into the storm? Ugh. And there was so much lightning. I never found out what happened. Yeah, sometimes it keeps me up at night. Besham and I hugged goodbye. I said, I'm sad to not be able to hang out together anymore, but maybe we can keep up this idea of working together. I'm going to start a planet elevation team when I get back, Besham said excitedly as the flowers in his hair danced in the air. Awesome idea. I think I'll start one on June, I said as I smiled back. He reached up to his hair and pulled out one bright orange flower and gave it to me to keep. I miss Besham so much. I was one of the last to go floated into the color shifting clouds and cherished one last listen of the endless singing sand dunes below. One by one, we took off by spacecraft, wings, breeze board and asteroid jumping boots. The horizon filled as we floated off into the swirling sky like nutritious mushroom spores, ready to help grow new gardens of awesomeness all across the galaxy. After the excitement wore off, I wondered what would happen when I got back to June. Are they ready for this? The journey back to June was breathtaking and beautiful. I was reminded of how creative the universe was, and how I was an important part of all that creativity, even though I was just one little being on one little planet. You really have to see it all from up there sometime. Seriously, set a date and make it happen. I felt a little uncertain about getting back home. I was definitely not expecting a grand welcome party after my first experience. However, I thought it would be nice if a few old friends showed up to welcome me back. I couldn't wait to show them how to cloud surf. Nobody knew about it on our whole planet. I turned on my Void Link. Right away, its lights and sounds captured my attention. Part of me tightened and pulsed with anticipation oh i missed my void link i did i thought about getting rid of it but no way lots of memories connections to new friends i met on palomar my saved experiences i'm not even kidding that breathtaking flight i took when i danced across the galaxies to palomar is going to take a lifetime to process I thought for a bit about what I wanted my message to say. I think I redid it like a million times. Finally though, I got something I was happy with. It was a good feeling to finally put something out there in public. Nobody responded right away, so I went to sleep that night without any responses. I woke up the next day, and nothing. Nothing the next day either. I kept putting the pulse out every day. More days went by, and then more days, and yeah, more days, and I felt confused. I thought this would be easier. Have you ever felt like that? More and more months passed by. Honestly, felt like a gazillion years. Still, nobody had replied to me about joining my Planet Elevation team. By this point, I could handle the weird looks from people as they looked at me flying, diving, and creating. There's a million reasonable things to be frightened about, but my sparkly ass dancing in the sky isn't one of them. I was flying one day after that, and I was working on a new hooping move. I was focused, in my zone. I could feel someone looking at me. You know, when you can feel someone, like, staring at you. I stopped and looked down. Someone was down there looking up. They must have been there for a while. I stopped hooping and glided down. It was a young boy. He said he'd been watching me every day on his way home. He wondered why he wasn't taught that he could fly if he wanted to. He asked me to teach him. (laughs) Cute. I started teaching him about resistance diving right away. And later, he had some custom wings made. When he started flying, he surprised me at how quickly he caught on. Before the summer season ended, he started growing a tail to upgrade his balance. It was wild. How is that even possible? Just like some on Palomar, a DNA mutation must have been activated. Probably from the added pressure his body was under from all the resistance diving. I want a tail, but not like an add-on one. I want a crow one like that too. So this kid and I, we kept playing, flying, and creating every day. We loved making new, mesmerizing cloud shapes. We would carve a cloud into a spiral sculpture and dance around it. People wondered where these wild cloud sculptures were coming from. I think we made quite a show. They started to notice that the amount of weirdness had now doubled. They would stop below to overhear me talking and gliding while flying and dancing in the air. I'd be saying things like, What makes your heart beat faster? Cloud surfing? What excites you? Speed spirals? Just follow your excitement. Can you feel that feeling in you? To do, to be, to dance, to sing, to create? That's just the universe. It wants to create on and on
2: and on and on.
1: After a while, a few more joined us. I was thinking, Oh, I like this. I spent a lot of time helping them, guiding, supporting, and honestly giving all the attention and care that I could. It was really cool to finally be around some others who feel like I do. A few people are starting to grow what we think are fins and the ability to breathe underwater. They wanna dive into our oceans and explore the deepest mysteries there. Some want to take up full-spectrum singing and share their take on the universal song. A few others grew color-changing eyes that could see all dimensions at the same time. They want to use them to help people find ways to make the best vibes anywhere and
2: anytime.
1: I feel like we're starting to have an impact. When I landed here, I was just like, one drop. But a drop can only do so much alone. Keep adding more and more drops together and you can make a wave and that wave can make a big impact. I feel like we're doing all right now. I can breathe a little, a little easier now. But to me, something still feels left undone. The wings feel like they're being pulled somewhere again, but where to this time? I'm not sure. Today I woke up with that familiar caged-in feeling creeping up again, like a giant door closing on me. Ugh, I don't like it. It makes me feel all tense. It's really even stronger when you have wings too. It's weird because it seems like it's not time for me to go. I'm just beginning to build something here on June, and my new friends need me. I want to be around to help and everything, but... I... I feel something. I, I can't explain it. What's that? Oh, to where? Um... I don't know. A distant place? Like, just a couple galaxies from here? It seems to be pulling at my wings. I don't know what the exact destination is, but I know the blank patch of sky I'm gonna aim for. Today, I planned one last night to hang out with my rebellious new friends. I'm really going to miss them. We had hardly got started when I got a strong image of the glowing beach out here with its soft, misty breeze blowing. I told my friends I'd be back shortly. Honestly, I really didn't want to leave them yet, but I couldn't ignore it. My wings were pulling me. I just knew someone I needed to meet was out here, and here you are. So, you caught me on my last evening here on June. Good timing, huh? And time just flew by here, didn't it? It felt good to share all that. Thanks for listening. I've never even told anyone the whole story. I hope hearing about my journey will help you and your friends in some way. Well, looks like it's time for me to take off. The sky is really clear right now, so I think this is my cue. Thanks again for listening. Bye.
0: Welcome back, my name is Sinjin and I had the honor of being asked by Yeziza to help tell her story and honestly I was kind of nervous about that because I'm a guy telling a girl's story and this is the first time I've done anything like this so hope I got it right and you know together Yeziza and I We both hope that this was super nutritious for you. Hope you're feeling good, nourished, and hope that your imagination fuel is filled up and you're ready to create. A few years ago, I felt a huge new wave of artistic inspiration coming through. And, you know, I felt like deep inside, something in my compass had shifted. I wasn't exactly sure what it was or where it was going, but I could feel it for sure. A few months later, uh, a friend told me about this meditation retreat that he went to, and I went. And for me, it was like this huge upgrade. And I feel like it helped me reach a new level of focus and potential that was just always out of reach to me. Soon after that I you know, I, I took all the art off my walls and I basically made my entire life like a blank canvas and I even dyed all my clothes like this one sand color that I was obsessed with. I then spent the next couple years doing deep resistance diving, uh, stretching past my limits and asking myself tough questions. For me, this was also like really challenging. There were many times like I felt like giving up, you know, like I didn't know how to do animation and there were a lot of musical things that I couldn't figure out. But I kept getting these signs of support and encouragement from the universe, like to keep going. I've been finding these feathers everywhere, like in every day, like I'll just be finding a feather in a random place, it'll pop out to me, whether I'm in the forest or on the sidewalk or like in the city. And I feel like each feather was a little message from Yaziza to keep going and that I was on the right track and I'm grateful for all those little messages. Yo, and I wanna give a special huge galaxy size thank you to Mario, who was the head illustrator. We went back and forth so many times over many months, and it was a pleasure working with you, man. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to doing some more. And if you liked Yaziza's story here, then by all means, send it to someone you love. Like the video, add a comment, all this stuff. Tells YouTube to show it to more people, so. Thank you for that. Yo, and if you wanna give me a little power up, a little boost, uh, put a tip button below so you can buy me a coffee and any supports, always appreciate it, thank you so much. We're gonna turn that tip into nutrition, into imagination fuel. All right, and after all that faster than light travel, now that we're back here on Earth's atmosphere, One of the best ways to tune back into the earth here is by a little dancing, a little moving around. All right, it's been a pleasure having you on this cosmic journey. See you soon.